Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I'm Will. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons from ravenous rocks to repulsive revenants. And today we're talking about rakshasas. Rakshasas. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Brian. We did it, Will. We made it to the next recording. We did. Fuck you, Apocalypse. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And uh, let's talk about a different kind of fiend today. Okay. So we've covered quite a few types of fiends on the Dungeon Cast. Uh, Demons, devils, and even Eugoliths have all had their share of limelight on the show. Um, But there are more types of fiends in the lower planes than just these major three. Now, these major three do make up like 90% of it all, but there are others. Okay. So Rakshasas are among these beings. Um, they are a race of shape-shifting, lawful evil fiends that populate the material plane actually more often than their native lands in the lower planes. Oh, so shoot. this is very rare because I can't think of another fiend out there, not even night hags that spend more time in the material plane than the other way around. Okay. Yeah. So um, they're considered to be uh, the very embodiment of evil. Rakshasas dominate all they encounter as masterful, masterful manipulators, powerful sorcerers, and terrible foes. They're known to be greedy, treacherous, immortal beings that delight in plotting the downfall of others while raising their own status. It's not enough that they win. Others must lose for them to be happy. <laughs> lose bad. <laughs> exactly. So step on whoever's... Sh- what is the saying? How does the saying go? Huh. You step on people. But is there something more specific? Like you're just... You're, you're, I'm picturing like walking up people's backs or like walking up on, I know, up their shoulders. I know the Stepping imagery. Stepping on people's toes. That's not quite no, it. You feel, <laughs> that's, you feel that's what way, I'm putting out it's though. It's much lower on the, on the totem pole of bad, bad deeds. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> metaphorically and physically much lower. Yeah, that's too funny. Um, I know what you mean. And I can't think, I know there's a phrase for what you're trying to say. And maybe uh, our audience will let us know or they're, we'll remember by the end of the show. They're climbing the people ladder. They're climbing the people ladder. There we go. <laughs> so they are known to be clever and deceitful by nature. Rakshasas are the um, the bane of all creatures that are righteous. Um, 
as they prefer hiding in the shadows, using layers of lies, corruption, and double crosses to keep themselves safe. Okay. Um, they're infamous as well, probably even more infamous in a way, for their innate reincarnation ability, making a Rakshasa nearly impossible to kill permanently. Right. Now, D&D Rakshasas are very roughly based off of a creature from ancient Hindu mythology uh, of the same name. That's oh, cool. That's where the cool. name comes from, yeah. Usually they, they do a tweak on the name, so it's kind of cool to um, see it. Yeah, yeah. So Rakshasas of Hindu mythology don't really dis- resemble D&D Rakshasas in any meaningful way, but I do find them pretty interesting, and I think there's some cool inspiration that can be found if you wanted to like maybe homebrew it up or change up the way Rakshasas work in your So, so what do they universe? look like generally? Are they just like, I, aren't they like tigers? Tiger people? Oh, if we're talking about D and D one yet, D and D one. Oh yes. yeah, we're Which talking I, about the Hindu yeah, one. Yeah, we're right talking now. about the Hindu one right now. But um, and I'll get into the physical description oh, of okay, the D and D one after the mythology. Righteous. So um, where was I? So where was I? Oh yeah, I think the real life mythology of Rakshasas portray them more as akin to vampires than anything else I can think of. Oh, so for sure. In my readings, like they're basically vampires, but they're like vampires that eat you. They're not vampires that turn you into vampires. No, no. They're just like hungry for your they, your They're your hungry life for, for your everything. Yeah. Really. They just want you to die. <laughs> they want a meal and they want someone to suffer for it. Yeah. So Hindi Rakshasas are also called man eaters and they're most often depicted as ugly, fierce looking and enormous creatures with two fangs protruding from the top of their mouth and having sharp claw like fingernails. I see. Is that like a typical I've seen masks that are those, right? The two um, fangs sounds I don't familiar. Know. I'm I'm not familiar with that, but I could see that being a thing. I'm gonna Google it a lot yeah, of stuff sure. on the break. Yeah, you should do that. <laughs> so they they are shown or they are depicted as being cruel, growling like beasts, and as insatiable man eaters that can smell the scent of human flesh. Uh, some of the more ferocious ferocious ones are shown to have flaming red eyes and hair, drinking blood from with their palms or from the um, from a human skull. Oh shoot! Yeah. Generally, That's yeah, yeah, they are. It's a very metal kind of album cover. Uh, generally, they also have magic powers. Uh, they can fly, they can vanish, and they have a specific type of magical power of illusion uh, known as Maya, uh, which enabled them to change their size at will and assume the form of any creature. For sure. Okay, I got it up. Oh, you got, got it up. Got you got, it up. The, you got This the was what I was picturing. I can't quite see it but you you certainly have seen it oh yeah i've seen that okay <laughs> yeah this <laughs> is a, this is a relatively popular image i feel like without any special research i've seen this in passing. right it's a thing that you uh, have seen okay okay for interesting. sure interesting so rakshasas were believed to have been created uh from the breath of brahma the creator god in hindu religion uh when he was asleep at the end of what's called the satya yuga which is also known as the age of truth so as soon as the Rakshasas were created, they were so filled with bloodlust that they actually started to eat Brahma himself. Oh, and so shoot. Brahma shouted out the word Rakshama, which is Sanskrit for protect me. And Vishnu came to his aid, banishing to earth all Rakshasas, um, which were then named after the cry uh, Brahma cried for help. Okay, Rakshama, cool. Rakshasa. So, Got it. So back to D&D, Rakshasas. Okay. <laughs> Let me switch so, tabs here. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, this is a tiger man. This is a tiger man, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Rakshasas in D&D are quite a bit different from these depictions. The true form of Rakshasa is rarely ever seen by others due to their ability to almost uh, to assume almost any guise that they want, although they usually prefer to masquerade as powerful or influential humanoids, a noble, a cardinal, a rich, mer- a rich merchant, for example. Is this like the anti-silver dragon? Sounds like silver dragon. Like yeah, they're they're in I mean, society yeah, disguised. I can kind of see that. Yeah, doing good. They are kind of the anti-silver dragon. Also, have nothing to do with dragons, but no. But I, I mean, I see where you're coming from. The opposing force, perhaps, yeah. doing similar things. Yeah, I would definitely say so. Okay. Um, 
I, it's almost impossible for Silver Dragon Rush Asa not to kind of meet each other and come hand to head out doing the things that they do. Is is there? Maybe that's the fight. Maybe that's the battle going on around the party I don't know. in your Silver campaign. Dragon will fuck up a Rush Asa, but yeah. if it's caught, if it's, if it's caught, if it can find true. it, that's true. So Rush Asa's true form combines the features of a human and a tiger. Humanoids with the heads of Bengal tigers and luxurious fur to match their attire. Mm-hmm. Um, the eyes of a Rush Asa are gold and black with slits. Um, however, their most unnerving and unique feature is their reversed hands. So the palms of Rakshasa face outward what? for the body rather than inward. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so gross so, randomly. I what? <laughs> I know. So when their arms are at rest and the finger joints bend backwards to grasp, they, yeah, they have to gra- grasp backwards to grab things. That kind of feels like uh, an ostrich, how the legs are inverted. <laughs> You know what I mean? Don't Are the legs they? bend compared to like a human? Um, yeah. Let me look up uh, an ostrich. Yeah. But isn't that all birds? Maybe. Yeah, I think that's all birds. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, the knee go backward. The knee go oh, backward. Oh, this one, the palm go backward. Oh, oh no. Dude. The, the real life rakshasas. <laughs> <laughs> now, this doesn't detract from their manual dexterity. It just looks really disturbing to those unfamiliar with the creature. Or totally. just in, in general, it just looks gross. Yeah. Uh, rakshasas stand to be about six to seven foot tall, about average humanoid height. Uh, their build is typical for a human of their size, and they weigh between 250 and 350 pounds. They're kind of like, like burly. So they're not they're, like fat, but they're, they're thick. They're big. They're big yeah. up top. Upstairs. Yeah, they're big up top. Yeah. yeah big downstairs, too. They're That's just big. They're just big. Is this uh, like, are they disguising themselves to be big? You change your, no, your no, no. shape That's as well. No, no, no. That's their true form. No, yeah, I know. But when they're not, they're not staying that big, right? No, they're no, probably they, disguising they can straight shape shift. Okay. They can be whatever the fuck they want. Okay. Right? So this is a changeling level. Yes, it is like a changeling stuff. level. Yes. Okay. And the Rakshasas are very magically in, uh, or very inherently magical. They got a lot of like wide array of powers. Okay. So the origin of Rakshasas is like many monsters in D&D, one of the dis- one of discrepancy and uncertainty. Mm. Uh, numerous tales and legends say that they came from a distant land, uh, slowly corrupting the societies that they encountered before moving on to richer grounds. Others note that Rakshasas possess all the earmarks of having the same lineage as devil kind. Although they dwell primarily on the material plane due to their lawful evil nature and tendency towards corruption and domination of mortals rather than murder and slaughter. Okay, cool. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That, yes. Uh, The most popular theories include a race of fiendish animals somewhere in the Rakshasa's distant past intermingled with some unknown breed of devils. So again, kind of tied back to devils. Okay. And there are rumors that claim Arcanoloths. I don't know if you... Okay, so do you remember much from the Eugolus episode? It's been a long time. So the Arcanoloths were one of the higher form of Eugolus. They're like the, kind of like the jackal people. Okay. And they're like the really hyper-intelligent spellcasty ones. Okay, cool. Um, I'm with you. So, so th- there are rumors that claim that Arcanoloths, who were originally demons before they were banished from the Abyss for this deceptiveness, are also the ancestors of Rakshasa, so that maybe they're related in some way. Okay, so the Rakshasa is a demon or a devil? It's a fiend. It's just a general... It's a fiend, and no one knows where the fuck it comes from. And these okay, are all so that's rumors why, and theories. That's like, why Eugolith might be a yeah. good origin stories because they're like more of the neutral sort of Sure. Party. My point is, in canon, yeah. these are all different theories. Totally, okay. None of them are provable or unprovable. Okay, so this yeah. is just one of them. Many yeah, things. yeah, exactly. Some say that they're demons that fuck some animals. Others say that they're just like demons that did other things, or or maybe they're descended from Arcanoloths, or maybe they just come from some place that no one knows about. Okay, yeah. So, uh, Rakshasas, though strongly dispute 
all these stories. Despite their demon-like cruelty, greed, and conniving nature, dismissing them as slurs against their honorable race. They consider themselves an honorable race. I didn't fuck no animals. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and okay. accusations of degeneracy. Okay. The 5e Monster Manual takes a more solid stance, claiming that Rakshasas originated long ago in the Nine Hells. Uh, when powerful devils created a dark ritual to free their essence from their fiendish bodies in order to escape the lower planes. The truth is that, even if Rakshasas know their actual background, none willingly part with such information, and they often spin intricate webs of lies to further confuse the issue. So, okay. even so, if so, they do know, they probably don't, but even if they do, like, they ain't going to tell you anyways, and they're going to like just spin the lies, make themselves more mysterious, more enigmatic. They like being this, this yeah. master of espionage. Yeah, knowledge is power. So... I'm sure we're going to get to this later, mm -hmm. but when you kill these kinds of creatures, they go back to their home plane. Right? Yeah, we will get into it later. But yeah, when you, much like any fiend, when you kill a fiend on the material plane, it goes back to its home plane. Right. Okay. And so that should like cinch that up pretty quick <coughs> if you can track that somehow. What do you mean? What? Like if you kill it uh -huh. and a, if a mortal kills a Rakshasa mm -hmm. and it, it somehow knows what plane it went to, mm -hmm. be like, well, there you go. Well, yes and no, because it doesn't work the same for Rakshasas as it does for other fiends. When a Rakshasa gets sent back to its home plane mm -hmm. via death, yeah. um, <laughs> it doesn't come back as a Rakshasa in the lower planes. It comes back as like this amorphous and corporeal phantom monster that oh. is waiting to be reincarnated back into the material plane. And it will be eventually. Okay. Yeah. By its own uh, powers or by someone else's? Uh -huh. <laughs> no one knows like it, okay it just happens so it's just, just, it's just inherent to what they are um my understanding though is their their time spent in the lower planes is very painful and unpleasant so okay they're I mean, really angry when they get killed and oh. they will come on the warpath to find if they can't find the motherfucker who killed them they're going to come for that dude's family or that girl's family or whatever. yeah so that's yeah. like a, a good motivation for them to keep on if they have like a goal in mind like yeah. i if you kill the Rakshasa, yeah. you've become its target, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. And not not just because of the unpleasantness of the whole thing, or even just the pride aspect. Uh, the thing is, the way Rakshasas work is they work for years upon decades with their schemes building up like a, a mafia or mob or taking over a city. And when you kill them, they don't know when or where they're coming back. They could come back 20 years later in a oh, different continent. Fuck. You know All I mean? their hard work. Exactly. And they're pissed. Yeah. So, yeah. But let's get back into my notes. Sure. So, despite their animalistic appearance, Rakshasas possess sophisticated personalities with unstoppable lust for both influence and material wealth. Uh, they combine the habits of a predatory aristocrat with those of an indolent cat, savoring the finest art, music, literature, clothing, weapons, and armor, while spending large amounts of time lazily resting in their comforts and prowling around unseen. Okay, cool. <laughs> That's kind of a fun, a fun image of some fucking rich laziness going exactly, on in my head. Yeah. Very much so. So powerful magic, lost spells, arcane tomes, and secret lore, particularly those of the evil variety, of, are of special interest to them as well, since most are born as pretty, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Adept sorcerers. Okay, so sure. they good at the magic, so they want more of the magic. Okay. Yeah. Greedier than even most devils, a Rakshasa's insatiable desire for wealth and power is rivaled only by that of dragons, funnily enough. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and more than that, uh, and then more than just taking what they can, Rakshasa's prefer stealing and looting from those who would suffer most from such actions. So it's not like, <laughs> it's not like they're trying to steal from the rich. It's like they rather steal from poor people because it fucks them over more. Whereas so. the dragon will steal from everybody forever. Yeah, exactly. With the dragon, it's not about anyone else. It's only about them. Right. Rakshasa's like, no, it's about how much suffering I can cause. Cool. Yeah. So the destitute, the desperate, and those who rely on specific items for getting by just really fucked up. 
It's like, let me take your walker. I don't even need a walker, but it's mine now. It's almost like because they're they're like preying on the um, like the sick and needy almost, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. kind of like how a, a regular. I'm looking at a picture of a tiger. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm thinking no, about yeah, yeah. animals think on the that right track. They yeah. pick prey that are yeah, sick and they'll weak. pick the baby or the sick one or the straggler. I wonder if that's wounded. why they wrote it like that. I think that might be, and okay. I think it's good insight. Although the animal's not thinking about like shitting on. No, (laughs) it's just in their nature. But I think that's how the Rakshasas are. Like, even though they're doing it out of, like, sheer cruelty. Right, right, right. It's in their nature. So Rakshasas take great pride in ruining the lives of mortals, stealing everything from them, killing their families, and spreading horrible lies and rumors about the whole situation. Huge bummer. Yeah. But nothing brings a Rakshasa more pleasure in this regard than turning a model citizen society against them by exposing hidden truths. Ooh. Skeletons in the closet, if you will. The mayor's been siphoning money from the public school district. Right. Also, your wife's been cheating on you. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Rakshasas, man. Goddamn Rakshasas. (laughs) (laughs) So Rakshasas use their transformative abilities to appear as nobles, cardinals, merchant princes, crime lords, and other beings rich in power. They use their natural charisma to form vast arrays of minions, lackeys, servitors, and henchmen, and despite their pride, are masters of deceit. Rakshasas disguises... Rakshasas disguise not only their forms, but their very involvement in the events that they're pulling the political strings of, creating vast intrigues and instigating government corruption to secure their own safety. The ultimate snake oil salesman. Exactly. You can roll into the town as the merchant and then just change into the person that is like, hey, this shit doesn't fucking work. Yeah, that's true. You can play both sides. Oh, man. Very easy when you're a shapeshifter. Cool. Yeah. So uh, they have. Can you impersonate existing people? Believe they like can. Like a changeling yeah, would? Absolutely. Yikes. Yeah, he's it very scary. Of mayhem. Yeah, Rakshasas are very dangerous. They have an innate cleverness enhanced by their supernatural abilities, but also live by a strange sense of honor. Much like devils, Rakshasas hold to the letter of an agreement while ignoring the spirit of it to double-cross their supposed allies. Okay. I think it's time for a short rest. Let's take a short rest. <laughs> Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms, to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. 
But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Hey, everybody, be sure to check out Super, Super Quest, Quest Saga. Saga, a future fantasy 5th edition D&D actual play podcast home brewed and dungeon mastered by yours truly, me, and set in space. And I play in it, along with your special guest, Jake, and friend of the show, Josh Freeland. You can find it on YouTube, iTunes, or anywhere else you can get your podcasts. Super Quest Saga. We've returned. Indeed, we have. Fucking back. We are. Holy <laughs> shit. This rock chassis are crazy, dude. Yeah, they're pretty cool. I know. They're pretty, pretty cool. <clears throat> I don't know anything. I listened to randomly, like, was trying to find a place to pick up Critical Role. Yeah, sure. And I did listen to a section. So, spoilers for season one Critical Role. Oh, season one. Was, okay. Yeah. Um, like their first campaign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rock Shasa up in the mix. Oh, yeah. And I think they kill it like multiple times. Because you got it. <laughs> yeah. It's going to keep coming. I think eventually they have to go find it. Yeah, that's the only way to get rid of them. Right. So go, cool. Yeah. Very cool plot point. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, you know, I don't I don't know what happened, really. Yeah. I've never util utilized the Rock Shasa in any of the campaigns I've ever ran. But um, I think if you were to use one. Um, I think the best way to utilize them is either as the big bad, which I think they, they fit into that slot really easily, especially for a campaign that isn't expecting to go higher than like level 10. Uh -huh, um, okay. Or even better is almost like a, like a, what's the word I'm looking for? I know there's a word for this type of character, but like a, a Django Fett or a, Bo a Boba Fett, like a, oh, like a big a badass a bad motherfucker a, that's like not your main bad guy. But when he rolls but, yeah, deep, yeah. you got to worry exactly. about it. You know what? Spoilers for Super Quest Saga. If you're going to listen to Super Quest Saga. Maybe don't listen for the next 10 seconds, but the guild master of the freelancers is would be this like the, a very similar kind of a uh, character to like the Django Fett, the person who's not your main bad guy, but is a serious, serious threat. Yeah, they're definitely around. This is the 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 heavy side quest. Yeah, exactly. The heavy side quest. There <laughs> it is. So uh, when a Rakshasa first enters a territory, 
It does its best to maintain a low prof- profile, seeking out weak-willed individuals that it uses as pawns and lackeys. Okay. It finds a base to host its insidious dealings, often fronted by an innocuous business or even a temple to some neutral deity. Over time, however, the Rakshasa tightens the reins on both his victims and his lackeys, uh, demanding larger and larger portions of their freedom, wealth, and power. So it's like a slow burn, like slowly ramping it up. Okay. Yeah, there exist countless documented cases of the Rakshasa's sinister impact upon the world, even if some only suggest the Phoenix Claws manipulating major political players. They are linked to the toppling of untold organizations, merchant houses, churches, and even entire governments. Scholars who go through the effort of untangling the web of history discover Rakshasa's lurking behind some of the most deplorable crimes and tragedies imaginable. Those who delve too deeply, however, risk drawing the attention of one or more Rakshasas who might briefly manage together in order to quash an investigation before it uncovers too much there's like a like a historian yeah. looking through yeah. like the the castle's tapestries over the decades mm-hmm. the many decades is like who's this figure in the back they keep <laughs> weaving into the tapestry yeah, yeah. this motherfucker's a yeah. rakshasa rakshasa yeah. rakshasa oh your shit just went out it's okay um why did that happen? Very much like it's this is very much like a, a conspiracy theory type thing. It's like they've been there the whole time. It was Rashasas. The Rashasas did it, but no one believes you because they're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that temple historian but just ends up finding, getting... But if you're finding too much truth, the shadow government of Rashasas comes for you. Right. Like it's like, bro, have you seen this? Blah, 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 blah. Wow. We're, we'll have to look into that. And later right. the guy you told is like at your door to kill you. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know That's too exactly. much. You know too much. Yes. So. Rakshasa society could be described as a malevolent meritocracy where only the fittest uh, are fit for survival. Rakshasas constantly rank each other based on the power that they accumulate. Their cunning and subtlety and their willingness to show a complete lack of morals are all like key stats, if you will, into like how high in the hierarchy they are. There's like a YouTube video that details over time which Rakshasa was the most powerful. Have you yeah. seen that? Like like power scaling videos? Like yeah, who sure. sold the most cell yeah. phones in 2018 <laughs> over the 12 months? Very much. That's very much how they view it. <laughs> uh, female Rakshasas raise their young alone, uh, punctuating their children's lives with doting praise, uh, constant tests, and harsh discipline, and ruthless training. So this is like a, a plethora of treatment to get them in the place where they're going to go out and be great adult workshops as a fuck everyone's life. So. Yeah, a combo of you're the best and you're not fucking yeah, good you're enough. Not, exactly, that's exactly it. <laughs> so as a young Rakshasa matures, it learns the meanings of both loss and power. That which is gained might easily be taken away, often by those who gave it in the first place. Also, shit on the elderly, because it's easy to do that. I guess and so. And they, they, yeah. they need it the most. <laughs> also, children. Shit on children. Uh, anybody particularly <laughs> ill, go steal their weak, medicine. Yeah. <laughs> destroy it in front of them. Uh, yeah. So, once a Rakshasa reaches maturity, it's already well on its way to carving out an empire of crime and evil. Newly independent Rakshasas commonly head out for unknown territories far from its parents, or any other Rakshasas for that matter. Um, using a variety of disguises, the Rakshasa spends years investigating a new area. Arakshasa instinctively seeks out a safe house from which to operate, decorating its interior in ostentatious displays of its wealth. It then begins creating a network of spies, informants, and easily bribed officials from which to establish its domain, as well as creating a small cadre of loyal, easy influence lackeys. The Rakshasas then create the Rakshasa then creates and takes over the local thieves guild, mercenary units, or other undesirables. So like slowly just integrating every little facet of the society. Holy smokes. Often yeah. doing so under a, one disguise or even multiple disguises. Oh, definitely multi it up, yeah, man. Exactly. That's gonna be the most interesting part. Like which right. of these characters was the Rakshasa the whole time? Yeah, all of them. 
I'm a lot of them. Answer the all of them. I've, so. ne- I've never seen Corporal Dan and Lieutenant Steve in the same, <laughs> same room. room at the same time. And they're ever. both bastards. Yeah. <laughs> it rarely reveals its true nature to anyone, but utterly dedicated lieutenants whose loyalty to the Rakshasa constantly monitors both via spies and its own ability to read thoughts. Oh, yeah, it can read thoughts. Oh, sick. We are going to get into abilities later, but it's yeah, psychic. they can read thoughts. It's psychic. Great. Yeah. <laughs> it could be anyone and it can read everyone's thoughts. Is it like passively psychic or does it have to turn on its psychic? I think it's passively psychic. So it just can like listen in on you and mm-hmm. like i think it's in the abilities uh stat thing we'll so we'll, we'll yeah we'll take a look so should a rakshasa encounter another of its own kind a shadowy war of intrigue and misinformation often begins oh fuck they vie for territory they, vie for te- they do not like each other dope um, this battle of criminal politics culminates in one rakshasa dominating the other and subjugating its network or in death of the weaker rival so Shit. either one dominates or the uh, or well, I guess either way, one dominates, but one either dominates and subjugates, or dominates and kills. Yeah, That's the like, only way these things end. Have fun in hell or wherever. Yeah, yeah see you in your next Idiot. life, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, Good luck finding me again. Yeah, exactly. So as the Rakshasa grows in power and dominates more and more of its kin, it takes on more and more prestigious titles, uh, rising to Ruk, Raja, and all the way up to Maharaja after subjugating all the other Rakshasas in its region. Fuck. Yeah. So they can become like super sultans, if you will. That's weird. I didn't picture. I'm having trouble picturing a campaign with multiple rakshasas. Just kind of like. I mean, you could do the whole campaign in like a place where the rakshasas have like openly taken over the country. That's you know, interesting. and that's the okay. nobility. The rakshasas are the nobility. You know. Okay. I mean? Yeah. So rakshasas just fucking killing each other. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, secretly. Well, in this in this case, it would be. Uh, the Maharaja dominated the all the other ones. Of, yeah, he didn't oh, kill yeah. them. Like now you're now you work for me under my network. That's cool. Yeah. So it's just like a normal kingdom, pretty much. Exactly. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. Okay. So Rakshasas are immortal and cannot die of old age. Uh, furthermore, if they if killed, they will inevitably reincarnate back on the material plane at some point in time. Uh, despite their immortality, death is excruciatingly painful for Rakshasa as it means wandering the lower planes as an incorporeal being waiting in unending agony for their bodies to reform. Holy shit. So Rakshasa suffer no loss of memory, power, or vitality from death, but the process landed them in a random, but the process lands them in a random spot and can take anywhere from between days and years, by which time mortals who had wronged them may have already passed on. When unable to take vengeance upon their killers, Rakshasas often avenge themselves upon the, their kin or allies instead. Right, like Ganondorf. He's like, yes. fuck you, Link. I'm going exactly. to kill your great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandson. <laughs> Very much so. Uh, slaying a Rakshasa on one of the lower planes will permanently destroy them, much like any other fiend. But it is said that they can also be killed permanently on the material plane by driving a blessed weapon through their hearts. Ooh, so cool. There is a way to perm- permadeath them. Is blessed like a... Uh... Is that just have to be imbued with the holy energy of a god? I think that any cleric kind of just be like, bless this fucking short sword. Yeah, no, because (laughs) much like uh, a curse can't just be done by any evil person. I think a bless a blessed weapon is the opposite of a curse weapon. Sure. Okay. So it has to be like through some sort of official ritual or rite that's probably difficult and not too common. So God has to have like a direct hand in this probably killing of a rock. Yeah, that or an extraordinarily powerful like divine being. Yeah. Or it's just like I trust you, Paladin. Here's a, here's a really dope sword. Anything you yeah. kill with it will seal well, the darkness. Well, yeah, sure. 
Yeah. Okay. But usually to get to that level of trust, that paladin has to have done a lot of dope shit. Right. So, Rakshasas have a wide and potent arsenal of abilities and magical powers. They are naturally adept sorcerers, as we discussed earlier, able to use a wide variety of enchantment and illusion spells to beguile their enemies and detect the thoughts of others at will. Most magic is actually of no use against Rakshasas since they have um, just an innate ability to resist all magic. That's cool. Like, Magic just doesn't work on them. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> fuck, fuck. Well, so like if I shoot a fireball at it, it just it nope. Won't, it won't really do damage. It just won't work. Uh, so like you, it has to be like swords. The only way, the only way magic affects uh, Rakshasa, it has to be I think uh, spell levels of six or higher. Oh damn. Yeah. Yeah. Only potent enchanted weapons are capable of properly harming them, but piercing weapons that have been blessed or potentially those wielded by good creatures are also somewhat effective. Um, As said before, Rakshasas can shapeshift into whatever humanoid form they choose. Their transformation can last as long as they desire, and their new forms cannot be magically dispelled. Although true sight can pierce their guise, and they do revert to their natural form when they're killed. Okay, Um, that's cool. Yeah. But. So, like, uh, if you've got a warlock in the party, you can devil sight it up and kind of, like... Is devil sight true sight? I don't know. Uh, if it is, then yes. I know no. devil sight can see through magical darkness. I don't think it can, actually is yeah, working no, like true I, sight. No, it is, I don't think it's true I said a wrong either. thing. Sorry. It, yeah, it happens. But, uh, yeah, anyone with true sight can see it. But even if you see it, you can't dispel it with any type of magic. So Okay. Is. Oh, so, like, the point of that being, like, other, you can't prove it to others, so exactly, like, on the spot. yeah. Just be like, it's a fucking tiger, man. (laughs) I swear. You're crazy, bro. (laughs) Um, To make an already deadly foe worse, their claws contain magical a magical curse that plagues the minds of those who they strike with nightmares and terrifying visions. Oh, cool. (laughs) Preventing them from resting properly unless the curse is removed. Damn. Yeah, they're very vicious, vicious creatures. It's hardcore. Um, beyond simply being cruel and contemptuous fiends, Rakshasas torment, beguile, and kill humans in order to also consume their flesh. Back to we're kind of back to the original Hindu mythology now. Right. They're man eaters. They consider it a delicacy and prefer their meat as raw as possible, even and sometimes especially while it's still alive. Their meals are flavored with exotic spices, accompanied by odd side dishes and other expensive choice foods considered revolting to most mortals. Fucking Hannibal Lecter up in here. Indeed. That's how mo- most Rakshasas get caught. They, like, all of a sudden you bust in and they're eating Cousin Kenny. Exactly. Poor Cousin Kenny. <laughs> Damn, Kenny. He gives you dirt. <laughs> <laughs> so, the final fact that I will drop about Rakshasas before we dive into their stat block is the fact that there actually are different sub-races within the species. Okay. So, I got three sub-races here. There, well, four if you consider, like, the um, the classic Rakshasa. Vanilla. Which is the, the, the vanilla one that, that we just described. But there's three others. So, there's the Akshazar Rakshasas, which have white fur and are skinnier than the common Rakshasa. They're unusually powerful spellcasters and specialize in necromantic magic very specifically. Okay. Often occupying graveyards or old battlefields while using their powers to their greatest potential. When working on one of their dark schemes, they often let their undead do the physical work while they stay behind the scenes themselves. It's pretty evil taking over a town from the graveyard up. Yeah, indeed. You're going to start way low. Next Six is, feet down low. Next is the Nightyon uh, Rakshasas. Uh, they have black fur with red stripes and uh, stronger than average build. They lack the sorcerer's powers typical for their race and are instead animalistic or monstrous shapeshifters with their ability to utilize different supernatural combat styles based on their current forms. So they can like turn into a wolf monster, turn into a bat monster. You know, they can turn into different animal forms and then fight in those forms. Okay, so yeah. this is like a bad druid? Bad druid, yeah. So, uh, where was I? Like normal workshops, they attempt to dominate mortal organizations, although more out of necessity due to their smaller numbers. 
And then last, we have the Naztharun. Naztharun. Rakshasas. They have black fur and a slight, slighter elf-like build. Um, they have few magical powers, but compensate by being dangerous rogues specializing in assassination. They lack, mo- yeah, they lack most Rakshasas need to be the leader of any organization that they're a part of, often end up working for other Rakshasas. Okay, so yeah. this is like the right-hand Rakshasa. Yeah, exactly. This is like, indeed. I need you to go kill my boy. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Okay. Indeed. So that's everything I got on Rakshasas. Again, any questions before we dive into the stat block? I think it's more interesting for these Rakshasas to be employed by bigger... By bigger, batter things? By bigger, batter things yeah, that are not Rakshasas. Like, much like Boba Fett. Because I like that... Yes, much like <laughs> Boba Fett. I like this third one that mm-hmm. is basically just Boba Fett. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely right. Right. Um, uh, you want to stat block it? Yeah, let's stat block it up. Let's I got it right here. I, I specifically did not read this, and going forward, I guess I could just stop saying that. I'm not reading the stat blocks before I'm letting Brian read them to me. Yeah, you guys seem to enjoy this, so we're going to keep doing it. Uh, Rakshasa. Medium Fiend, Lawful Evil, with an mm-hmm. armor class of 16 natural armor. Not bad. Hit points of 110, 13d8 plus 52. Um, do you ever roll these extra no. die? Yeah, I'm just going with the standard HP. Yeah. I'm actually almost always manipulating the HP to go up or down, depending on the situation. Mm, yeah. Um, <coughs> excuse me, it's talkie time. The speed is 40 feet. That's pretty good. That's Yeah, they're quite quick. Strength, 14. Dex, 17. Con, 18. Intelligence, 13. Intelligence, 13. Wisdom, 16. Charisma, 20. Oh, wow. That's pretty they're cool. They're charismatic, and they have quite the constitution. Yes. Um, they're strong and dexy. They're pretty much good at everything. Strong ex- and dexy. I except like for the intelligence is a little lower than I was expecting. Yeah, 13 is high, but it's not as high as like I would expect for criminal masterminds, if you will. Yeah, I guess they're, they're really rocking three. that charisma, though. Yeah, they are. They are. Yeah. They're, just, they're just getting by with a, with a wink and a smile. <laughs> uh, they've got plus 10 deception and plus 8 to insight. That's cool. They can mm-hmm. read the room. Uh, I mean, they can read minds, so. Yeah. <laughs> plus infinity to insight. Uh, damage vulnerabilities, piercing from magic weapons wielded by good creatures. So, like, are you reading the stat block, putting Rakshasa in your campaign, mm. and if uh, if the evil warlock goes to stab this thing, mm. it's, like, not effective? I guess so, yeah. If that's, that's cool. Re- read it to me again about its resistance. Piercing from magic weapons uh, wielded by good creatures. Uh, it's vulnerable to that? Or? It's vulnerable to that. Okay, well, and then less that the evil warlock doesn't do damage and more that the good paladin does double damage. So it's vulnerable means you get to do double damage. Yes. Yeah, okay, means, sweet. Yeah. Uh, so that's a bad time for paladins to roll up on these guys. Yeah, they, God, they must hate paladins. <laughs> Damage immunities, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical attacks. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Um, oh, the CR is a little lower. Senses, uh, dark vision, 60 feet. Passive mm-hmm. perception, 13. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can speak common and infernal. And yeah. challenge rating is 13. That's pretty, that's pretty, pretty high. high. That's high, I think, higher than a beholder. So socially challenging as well. Yes, very much uh, so. Roleplay challenging. You're probably going to have to fight this thing on the, on the mental battlefield before you fight it in physical form depending on the situation definitely like if, if you're, you're rolling close up enough to fight a rakshasa like uh, it has either fucked up or you have fucked up his or her shit yeah, yeah yeah okay uh limited magic immunity which uh you were talking about the rakshasa can't be affected or uh detected by spells of six level or lower unless it wants to be mm-hmm. uh it has advantage on saving throws against all other types and ma- all other spells and magical effects Mm. So it can just it, it the ma- so if you're gonna make it do a dex save, it has advantage on it pretty, pretty much if you like fireball it. No, I, I thought it said that uh, it just doesn't work. No, 
Um, Rakshasas can't be affected or detected by spells of six level yeah. or lower unless yeah, it wishes. Yeah, can't be, be affected. It has advantage on saving throws against all their spells and magical effects. Yeah. So. Okay. So anything below six doesn't affect it. Anything above, above six, it has advantage. advantage. Okay. Yeah. Shit. Because I was going to say, magic. like, damn, if you're hitting, but if you're going to hit it with a six level or a higher attack, uh-huh. it's going to probably wreck this thing's shop. Like if you do land a, a magical uh, attack on it, sure, yeah. But, I mean, but just that's just because of the level of spell. So yeah, exactly, high. yeah, exactly. So like, what I'm saying is like, when it does get hit by magic, it's still it's gonna fuck it up. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, it, it though, probably if won't you're get hit able by magic. to hit it with that type of magic, uh, CR 13, it probably ain't shit to you. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, yeah. So uh, innate spell casting, the Rakshasas innate spell casting ability is charisma, which is a DC 18 plus 10 to hit with spell attacks. Damn, the Rakshasa can innately cast the following spells requiring no material components. It can detect thoughts, disguise self, mage hand, minor illusion, and then three times a day, it can charm person, detect magic, invisibility, major image, and suggestion. Mm-hmm. So it's doing some illusion magic, some some charms. Uh, once a day, it can dominate person, fly, plane shift, or use true seeing <laughs> it's got some power, man. That's it's some got good some power. shit. Yeah, there's a uh, big disparity between like fly and plane shift. I think. Yeah. Uh, the Rakshasa makes is your actions uh, multi attack. Rakshasa can make two claw attacks. Mm-hmm. So the claw is a melee weapon attack with plus seven to hit, a reach of five feet mm-hmm. on one target. It's gonna do nine or two d six plus two slashing damage, and the target is cursed there if it go. is That's a creature. Okay. Uh, the magical curse takes effect whenever the target takes a short or long rest, filling the target's thoughts with horrible images and dreams. The cursed target gains no benefit from finishing a short or long rest. That's fucking cool. The curse lasts until it is lifted by remove curse spell or similar magic. Mm-hmm. So if somebody in the party can remove curse, then you're good. If you know what's going on, yeah. once you identify what the issue is, yeah, exactly. You can do That's that. true. That's true. Yeah. But I know in a lot of games when you don't have a healer in the party mm-hmm. and you need to do something like this. The plot point is to go into a town and find the healer who can do it for you. Yeah, right. Exactly. Either um, way, though, that's a really cool effect. Or big trash could come. With, oh no! With, uh, with the holy symbol that he picked up and fused to his palm <laughs> and just slap you with it. That's hilarious. He's like, "You have bad sleep," and yeah. he sh- big trash shakes you, <laughs> and you're good. Is that it for the stat block? Or that was more? it, man. Really? Okay. I mean, it I think it was, a, short. it was a good stat block. It's concise, and yeah. there's a lot of meat in there, despite yeah. its uh, shorter length. Than, right. I mean, we've read stat blocks it's like make big tidal wave but i had to read a paragraph about it yeah that's true you have to spec Um, out the distances i will i will say even even what i said earlier though about if you're high enough level to cast high enough spells or shasta's challenge rating probably isn't that big a deal still what if you have to fight three like even if you're like level 16 and you got to fight three rakshasas that's a pretty like that's not just an average encounter at that point obi-wan had only fight one Django Fett. Exactly. Uh, Luke Skywalker only had to fight one Boba Fett. Yep. He didn't have to fight, fight three. three Boba Fetts. Nope. Because he was getting fucked up by that. Yep. <laughs> he fucking die. <laughs> he fucking die. So uh, Can you imagine he, three three. He's, you got anything? <laughs> Luke Skywalker's uh, fucking chained up. He's gonna. He's over the Sarlacc pit, and then he breaks out. He starts killing dudes, and three Boba Fetts roll up on him and fucking jank his ass. Fucking kill him. Oh yeah, that, <laughs> that, that would be the end of that movie. That's it. Um, now this, any, Star Wars else, is now just three Boba Fetts. Anything it's, else about Rakshasa? Mandalorian. We get ready for a long rest? No. All right, let's get ready for our longest okay. thing. I've got my secret espionage slippies on. <laughs> nice. You can't affect them with magic. No, completely they, immune. I will kick your ass with these slippers on, and you won't know it was me. You'll probably think it was your dad's feet <laughs> or whatever. Right, right. Okay. Um, 
hey, we didn't do Patreon shoutouts in the short rest because we're just getting rid of that fucking short rest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so trying, to he, move, trying to move stuff to the back end of the episode. Yeah. So pe- people of good people of Patreon, your time has come once indeed, again. Indeed it has. Um, so we're going to start from this day down here. Uh, thank you, Emmett Cauley. Thank you, Emmett. Uh, let's see here. Ah, yes. Thank you, Slacker Named Jack. Thank you, Slacker Named Jack. Is that Jack Ford? Uh, I don't know. I think it is. Yeah, it might be. Thanks, bud. He's a legendary listener. Um, <laughs> Jose Nunez. Thank you, Jose. Thank you, Jose. Um, and we're going to reach out Michael Melendez. Thank you, Michael. And then uh, let me see here. Peter Warren. Thank you, Peter. And oh, Jesus. Uh, thank you, Grazd. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Lord Grazd. 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 <laughs> uh, Ari, the fox kit. Thank you, Ari. Uh, yes, Titus Swope. Titus? Titus. Thank you, Titus. Thank you, Titus Swope. Uh, Noah Schuma- Shoemaker. Thank Pretty you, Noah. Sure Shoemaker. Yeah. That's how you say it. It could be Schumacher. It should be Schumacher. Well, I think Sh- Schumacher is a name. Schumacher. In fact, Schumacher is Schumacher, the last name of the director of the old Batman movies. Oh, I love the old Batman movies. How old are we talking? Old, old. Before Timmy. Timmy B. Timmy Burton. Well, no, no. After Timmy, Turton. after Timmy Burton. After Timmy Burton. Yeah, he only did he only did one, didn't he? I don't fucking know. Yeah. No, yeah, I think he only did one and then Schumacher took over. Okay. Yeah. For sure. Uh thank you, Nathan Swenson. Thank you, Nathan. Uh yeah, so thank you guys very much. Oh, yeah. Um we appreciate everybody who came in. Uh, Indeed, it helps us a bunch, and I hope you're enjoying that bonus content. Yes. We got more bonus content coming. We're making it easier to listen to the bonus content. Like, all the show notes are basically in a, like, link to our Google Drive folders. Um, It's much easier for us to not, like, do double work and have to, like, repost this stuff and clog the Patreon feed. So, hopefully that's working out. We have season one of FBATS. It's all self-contained in one of these folders. You can go in there. There's DM notes and maps uh, and, and photo inspiration. And everything is organized really nicely. It's how I had it uh, for myself and to share with Jake and Steve, who are the players in that game. And then I was just like, well, why don't I just post this link in here? And it seems to have worked pretty well. Um, So if you are a patron at the $5 level and up, you have access to the full season one of Flashbang and the Surgeon. You can go in there and check it out. I'm going to do the same thing with all of our other actual play stuff. I'm going to put it in a Google Drive folder and post the link. And then I'm just going to reorganize the hashtags in Patreon and feature them so everything will be contained within like four or five hashtags. So it'll be super easy to get in there. We're getting a lot of questions about how to search the content. Mm. And um, I don't know. I don't use Patreon from the user's side for our show. So Mm. maybe I should do that. Maybe I should. But uh, I know the site's really clunky. It's clunky. It's getting better Um, over time. Patreon is... uh, is in communication with creators to help make things easier. So um, look out for that. Those links are in the Patreon feed. So you can go check out Will's show notes. Uh, you can check out Flashbang and the Surgeon, the Dungeon Chats, which we'll get back to uh, eventually. And then, um, which is like a monthly podcast that me and Will do about other stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is not D&D. And uh, you can get a shout out to Demon Gorgon. No, it's a what the Grumsh mug right now. Yes. But maybe we should get the shout out to Demon Gorgon mug back. People be clamoring for the mug. 
Um, shout out to Demon Gorgon. What merch. in the Patreon? I guess P- everywhere people are asking for shout out to Demon Gorgon merch. Well, yeah, but they I can't. I can't time. just give the non patrons that mug because that's an exclusive. Mug I know. I want to figure something out. Yeah. So that was last year's mug. Yeah. This year it's what the Grumps, right? Or did we change it? It's what the Grumps this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And okay. then October it'll be something new, and maybe not even a mug. It might be something else. Right. So uh, yeah, you can go get exclusive merch from Patreon, etc. Um, we're, we're constantly trying to work on it there. Yeah. If we're gonna do a shout out to Demon Gorgon. Anything for the non-patrons, we need to come up with a new design completely. Yeah, okay. Otherwise, that would not be fair. That's true. Yeah. Um, I think I think it's time for a remake on some art sure. for Dean Gorgon. Down. I'm down. All right. Uh, that's pretty much all I got. All right. Um, I se- think. Season, oh, sorry. More all FBAT right. stuff. Season two is still, I'm going to make a, a folder, a Google Drive folder for season two FBATs. And put that in the lower tier because season three of FBATs is being worked on right now mm-hmm. and it's on the way and it's fucking hot and wild. Oh, God. <laughs> it's it's fucking nuts. Yeah. It's fucking ape shit up in there. Oh, and shit. I can't wait for my diehards that listen to the FBATs to F-bats. give me the feedback on it. Yeah. Um, um, oh, yeah. Maybe we should talk about the fact that SuperQuest is back and it's been back and it's going and we ain't stopping again. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. The, barring any like... Uh, you know, never say never. Oh, you never uh, say never. Uh, but never, like never. we we don't have any more plans to hiatus or stop until the campaign ends. Mm-hmm. In which case, mm-hmm. um, we'll probably do something like short in between. Uh, right, something to fill the gap. If if that were to ever come up, right. Super uh, quest fillers. Yeah. Uh, like super uh, quest side quest. Super uh, super side quest. Super. Yeah, we'll workshop the <laughs> yeah, name. Yeah, we'll we'll get there. It's months and months but and months. But that's not off. even a thing that will probably happen. So. Uh, yeah. So we're gonna. Um, we're going to keep pay- putting those out. So join us on Super Tuesdays every other Tuesday from, you know, the last drop. Wait two mm-hmm. weeks. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can join us at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and uh, and watch it with us live. We tr- do our best to make sure that one of the cast members is in there uh, chatting every it up. Every week, yeah. And we miss we, all four time. of us. When all four of us are not in there, it's it because we're, we're recording, recording. <laughs> Super Quest Saga. <laughs> That's true. Which is like we've been recording a lot. We're ahead of schedule. So yeah. um, thanks to everybody that stuck around. Um and shared that show and, uh, you know, did some did some of the Dungeon Cast's good, good talky work. Mm-hmm. Do we have anything else we want to talk about? I think about? we're done. I think we can uh, call it a game and we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.